So, Betty, what do you like to do in your off time? Oh, I like to, I like to do most anything, play with animals mostly. And uh, vodka is kind of a hobby. <laughs> Welcome to Gay Talk 2.0, the ultimate podcast for your dose of dish. Good evening, ladies and gents, and welcome back to another episode of Gay Talk 2.0, an LGBT podcast streaming live on Digital Stream Radio, where you can access that live stream every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and you can do so by visiting digitalstreamradio.com. My name is Tom. I'm your host, and I'm always here with my amazing friends, and it's like a poker game because all of our players are here today, so we're going to start off with the first one. Hey, y'all, Nick or Trish. And? Jay Bear. And also joining the studio, finally. Good to be with you guys. It's Chris. Welcome back. I'm so happy to be here. And this is The Dish, guys. Um, so we've got Chris back in studio. Um, you know, Chris has been gone for quite a while because he was doing some, you know, schooling and, and studying and all that good stuff. And um, she, she got her education in. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, as usual, we always go around table and talk a little bit about how our weekends have been, etc. So because she hasn't been here in a hot minute, I'm going to toss it over to our good friend, Chris and uh, Chris, how the hell are you? I'm awesome. I miss you guys. It's is it so- like riding a bike? I mean, so far so good. I'm, I definitely got the training wheels on because um, you know <laughs> how's the corner. It's it's lonely over here. It's a little stuffy. I'm going to talk to uh, HR about that. (laughs) I mean, at least I got a real chair. That was a treat. Right. So I know. It took me. It took me putting you in the fucking corner (laughs) for the chair to come down. But anyway, right. Right. So okay. So I I need to sort of kind of clear the air. (laughs) So there are four chairs, four usable desk chairs in this studio, and. Because of the pandemic and because I've been working from home, I had to take one of them upstairs to my office uh, because I didn't want to sit on a lawn chair, on a plastic lawn chair. So I took the chair with me and whoever came into the studio last last had to sit in the plastic chair that was sitting in the corner over here. And I was just like, okay, well, and typically that would be Jay. Cause at one point in time, Jay was usually guest hosting and now he's hosting because he's here with us every week. And Chris hasn't been here a hot minute. So we put him in the corner. <laughs> I, was like, I have rights. I demand a comfortable chair. <laughs> so I took the chair from upstairs and brought it back down. But whoever sits in the chair, Jay, you're sitting on my, chair i need to bring it back up to my office so that i could be comfortable tomorrow morning at six when i start work it's doable yeah i mean i mean i don't even have to bring it up yeah (laughs) she lucked out well he gets the comfortable chair he doesn't have to bring it back upstairs and we made you sit in that chair for how many months yeah and he was full time do you want me to make an exchange the chair now yeah (laughs) (laughs) i mean at least it has a nice little pillow with a heart on it with rainbow colors which nick adores yeah um so that was my decorations i saw my ass wouldn't hurt as much (laughs) (laughs) so anyway chris how are you darling i'm awesome i'm officially a senior in college yes 
That feels pretty damn good. She about to be real old, too. Ah, uh, yeah, that's getting right. there. That is getting there. She's got a, a big milestone coming up. Senior, so senior. I remember two years into Gay Talk, uh, when we were going heavy, we were doing live shows outside of, you know, this was pre-COVID. Um, I miss those. Those we so were literally fun. fighting with you to go back to co- like to go to college because you had not even started, mm-hmm. and here you are. You're in Elms College. It's a it's a you know I believe this is a, what what do they call these private college? Yeah, it's a private liberal liberal arts college. And um and you're a senior. I'm a senior. It, 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 like I couldn't even imagine saying that back when I started. Like right. it seems so long ago starting at Gateway. Yeah, and yeah. it's really it's really not. I mean I'm. Going to complete my four-year degree in four and a half years. Right. Um, I did take five semesters at uh, Gateway to get my associate's degree, but I'm about to start my third semester at Elms College. Uh, over the winter, I took, never again, I took a winter course uh, at Holyoke Community College, completely online. I took world regional geography. I was like, oh, geography, where's Panama? There it is. Where's Mongolia? There it is. Like, where's Germany? Be- oh, yeah, I, know I know where that is. I know where that is. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, he knows. I've traveled Germany on my back for months on end. He slept in grass fields. I actually told the story at the bar the other day. I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Here's a good story. Oh, my God. And you know how he loves to tell good stories. Yeah, Yeah, but this fucker went to Germany and, like, went drinking and then passed out on a grass field next to a gas station and woke up hours later, like, oh, with a beer still in hand. Yeah. And just kept drinking it and walking. And walked my way down and be like, well. And now he's, like... What, 4.0? I have a 4.0. Shocking. What happened? <laughs> and I ended up getting it. I maintained the 4.0 with the winter course. I got a 97 in it. It was 11 days, 14 weeks worth of work in 11 days. That's insane. It, insanity. I was doing nothing. Like, I was able, I, I remember making dinner last Thursday. I was able to have dinner. That was, um, that was a treat because <laughs> other than that, it was 12 straight hours wow. just at the computer doing homework. That's Ugh. insane. That's insane. Yeah, it was nuts. Well, I, I'm happy for you and I'm glad that you stuck through it and that you're almost there. And, um, you know, we're rooting for you. Thank you. It's amazing. So, Ooh. Trish, how are you, my dear? Yeah, I'm Trish good. got an announce. She's got a lot of really good news, like and stuff. Yeah. That um, she's the DFD. Yeah. What? Can we what? talk about that? Yeah, we can. Okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, she's got good news. Why don't you tell us? You tell us. Uh, Let me give her some love. Hold on. Oh my God. Thank you. (laughs) So I I found out on Tuesday that I have been promoted to the director of development at the Schubert Theater. But Jay would like to say it's the director of Dick. That's right. Which is incorrect. (laughs) I mean, I do have to, you know, sometimes, but I got to get the money. So, hey. Um, But yeah, no, it it happened very quickly. Um, I've been doing the job already. So uh, I wasn't nervous when I said yes, but now I'm like, oh, wait. Now it's my responsibility. Mm, that's right. You, you, I had the day off, and I spent like most of the morning working. I know you. You said everyone said we were off, and I'm like, Trish is working, right? You yeah. you have taken um, the helm of of this ship that now you have to sail into, mm-hmm. um, you know, the sunset. You know, you know, sort of side. Don't burn it down, Trish. You know, I'm really excited about it, and I think if anything. If I learned anything from um, the recent person that was my superior is that um, for a long time, I thought I couldn't do the job. For a long time, I thought I was too young. I didn't have the experience. And then I found myself in a situation where I had to do 
the job and, and, and do it by myself. And it made me realize that I can do it. And it was that like moment of like, we don't have enough faith in ourselves. Like, right. I don't, I've never had enough faith. In, I never thought I would be a fucking director. Like right. I'm on the leadership team. Like that's a, it's a big deal. Well, you think about it this way. In, in most cases, we are our own worst, like, uh, like critics, critics yeah. and, and enemy when it comes to pushing forward with something that we think we can't do. Mm -hmm. We just haven't given ourselves an opportunity. Like other people always see what we can do. We just don't see it the same way. Yeah. But it was funny when, um, my when the executive director when everything happened and the executive director pulled me into his office he was like he handed me um the job description of uh, the director of development and he's like can you just read through this and you know does anything pop out to you that's you know uh, makes you nervous or like you're uncomfortable with and i'm sitting there i'm reading through it and i just looked at him and i was like anthony i've been doing this this is my job i want this job give me this job what are you doing what's going on he's (laughs) and he literally looked at me and he was like good i just wanted to hear you say that (laughs) and and that's good and and it's always important to have someone that supports you in the roles um that you engage with or those promotions that you you decide to go through right you need someone to guide you and support you um but knowing who you are most likely you'll end up being the person that supports and and pushes people to to do better so i think my favorite part about the conversation was when he offered me my salary and i was like that's great, but I was thinking this. <laughs> and he straight up looked at me and he was like, I knew this was coming. I'm like, yeah, I'm not. That's I know. yeah she, she's, she's, uh, she don't play. She don't play when it comes to her dough. Nobody should. You know, you should always know what your worth is and fight for it because chances are the only thing that you can get is a no. Mm-hmm. Know what your worth is and triple that bitch. Right. Because well, we always tend to undercut ourselves. Right. That's so. that's been my motto. Yeah. So, so yeah, no, it was a it was a good week. It was a awesome. weird week, but a well, good one. We're excited for congratulations. Oh, and I get my office back. Hello. Hello. So congratulations. Thank I'm excited you. for you. And um and I you're gonna do a good job. You're gonna kill it, as you always do. See, uh, so let's go back a little bit to 2020. You were unemployed. Yeah. Didn't know where you were going, what direction, uh-huh. you know, life was going to take you. And uh-huh. it's just jump forward to 2022. And there you are. Yeah. 10 more pounds. Right. And, and you're a D of D. And probably a couple of gray hairs here and there. Oh. They're coming. Oh, they're here. They're, <laughs> they're coming. <laughs> Jay, my darling, how are you? Good. Fantastic, as always. Oh, no, you said it wrong. Fantasticals. Thank you. He's fantastical. fantastical. Um, how's everything with you? Good, good. We had a good weekend. Yeah, um, nice weekend. Spent the day with mom yesterday, like always. How's she doing, health wise? She's she's doing great. She's doing great. She was desperate to see, me, <laughs> desperate to see because you know quarantine. Right. <laughs> so you know she missed a weekend and then she's like a five year old. Now are they day. letting people out now of of the, the nursing, homes? nursing homes? Yeah. Okay. So you're able to like take her. Yeah, out if I can you pick her to. up and spend the day with her and yes. hang out okay. and. Yeah, just have her back by like eight o'clock, which is fine because by four she's like, I'm ready to go. Right. Well, that's good. <laughs> yeah, that's good. yeah. So she's she's already used to her routine, so and she looks forward to just leaving on Sundays. So she's kind of like used to the routine already. That's awesome. Other than that, we saw the grandkids for the first time in a long time <laughs> this weekend, and they came over. My wife hasn't been feeling well, so we both stood upstairs. So just having them in the house was worth, you know. Yeah. All right. 
yeah, at least the experience. My daughter kind of tended to them downstairs and they all hung out and opened up leftover Christmas gifts that we never got out to them. And well, that's weekend, good. That, yeah. That's always good because, you know, it allows you to, it, well, it allows them one to get out of the house, <clears throat> especially because yeah. we all had COVID. <laughs> yeah. All of us. <laughs> yeah. So at this point, we can't say I've never gotten it, but we, all of us, we went through our own version of self isolation and canceling plans last minute. And so to have them in the house, like you said, you know, yeah, um, it's a big, it's, a big it's good. Yeah. yeah. That's so, awesome. And since wifey's under the weather, I was like, all right, stay up here. As long as they're downstairs, that's fine. Three minutes, I'm gonna lock you in anyway. (laughs) I'm gonna have to like order your wife a meteorologist or something because wifey's always under the weather, so we're just gonna need a forecast for her. I think Chris, I mean, I think Jay needs to tell Chris about the three minute. Yeah, I saw that. that. I I saw that. Uh, you guys had posted in the group, but I would love to hear about this. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) well, we were talking about how when we were all sick. Nick brought up the fact that he was like, don't you guys ever just like just get sweaty in bed? And I'm like, well, at home we have a three minute, I have a three minute rule because I can't, I can't be under the covers too long. So and they started making fun of me and they're like, okay, see, uh, you know, Alexa, Alexa set, set a timer, timer for three minutes. <laughs> that's my, how much she gets? That, that's as soon as I start getting sweaty, get off me. Uh, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't function. No, but honestly, just, it's a good rule. I think yeah. I might, you know, incorporate, incorporate it into my life. At least if I ever find anybody. Well, yeah. that's a good point too. Oh my God, I didn't tell you guys. I got a phone number. Oh, D- From who? Well, I mean, we're going to keep that. It's probably, nothing's probably going to happen with it. So its name is not Steve, I was right? going to ask you that. No. Okay. Any variation of it? No. Stefan, Starts Stephanie. with a D. Oh. She got the D director Stefano. of development. No. She got the D. She got the D. No, it was so funny. I was on a meeting. Uh-huh. The D's are working oh, for you, girl. I, I, I was. Uh, <laughs> might be the new trend. No, I was on a meeting and this guy that was working for the company came up to me and he was like, are you Nick? And I was like, me? Yeah. Hi, who are you? They introduced themselves to me and he's like, I've heard a lot about you. And I was like, from who? And was one of my board members. And then we started talking and then he ended up giving me his number, but I'm still in a meeting with his boss. <laughs> and I'm like, did that just happen? And she's just, she was the coolest lady. She was like, uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. Proud of you. Okay. <laughs> nice. All right now. She's going to get real. Good for you. So look Trish. at that. She's going to get a promotion. She She's, uh, you know, she's, she's top level now and she might get a boyfriend. So I got back to the office and Anthony was like, Anthony's the executive director. He's like, how was the meeting? I was like, Hmm, I got a number. <laughs> not, like, not like, I got 30,000. I got a phone number. <laughs> That's awesome, though. Well, I Good mean, hey, you. and you never know. You never know. Have you been talking? Maybe. Texting. Maybe. Texting. Very Trying little, to get but that yeah. tea. Okay. Well, that's good. Take it slow. Nothing. Don't rush into it. Yeah, don't do like that guy. On- oh, no. I was that person that was like, I sent, I sent the, the text, dick pics. And then... He responded, "Breaking the ice. Then, How like, does my penis later, look?" No. Right. I do. Don't, I don't do that. No. no. I mean, it's important. Just kind of just get it out of the way. Be like, so this is what we're working with. If we get there, that's how you got to know what you're getting. I mean, into. not on the second text though. <laughs> be like, hey, well, how's no, it Chris, going, Chris? On the second text, he'd be like, "Hi, I'm Chris." Blah 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 blah. Boop. <laughs> All right. So that's the deal. Because it could be a no, deal no, no. breaker. You, you missed it. You missed it. You missed something. So this is Chris's text. It's like, hi, I'm Chris. 
Boom. Sent that one. Hi, I'm moving in. Boom. Here's my cocktail. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love you, though. I love you, too. That's why I didn't tell any of y'all when it was happening. I was like, they'll find oh, out honey, you need, you And then you sent me a text message. Do you want to come up to the but, house this weekend? Yeah, well, I was already house. moved in at that point. But he, <laughs> yeah. he didn't even have to. He's like, he's posting videos of him on the couch on an apartment that I know wasn't his or a house that wasn't his because I was like, wait a minute, that furniture does not look familiar. This is new. This is something different. This bitch moved in. He moved in with a man named Steve to spite Steven. Me. Steven. It's Steven. Same so. fucking difference. <laughs> Just to spite you, yes. <laughs> <laughs> they had that new filter on Tinder, like Just Stevens only. So I went through there. Actually, we didn't meet online. We met at the bar I work at. Wow. That's it. <laughs> well, as for me, um, I spent the better part of this weekend trying to recatalog over 270 unique um, entries of music that I have for karaoke. 270,000. That and sounds worse than the week I had. Yeah. It's horrendous because you're trying to open this, you know, like export these songs into a spreadsheet and then the spreadsheet keeps locking up on you because there's so many entries. Anytime you filter something, it takes hours to like filter. filter. And I'm like, what the fuck? Anyway, the goal is that eventually I would take that spreadsheet and I would upload all those unique entries to a website where people can go online and search for songs that they would like to sing and come and submit them. Instead of saying, do you have this? You can go on a website and actually look up the music that I have uh, because I'm starting a new karaoke show on Wednesdays on top of the, the fact that I'm already doing, you know, Sunday night karaoke at partners. And so I'm just trying to look for new ways to be able to engage with the people that come to the shows uh, and make it easier for them to see what I have because who the hell wants to carry karaoke books anymore? Like the I haven't That's seen so a karaoke book in like. 10 years you should literally just get like a sign that's on your dj stand with a qr yeah, code that people that's yeah exactly. that's what they do it the yeah, so the i would create a qr code and then literally they scan it and it brings them to the website with the listing of there you go. Of, of songs but so there's two options you have you can upload a cvs file with all the entries and they get cataloged into this table or you can put them in one by one I am not putting 270,000 songs no. one by one into this table. And, it's a hard pass. And then the, the thing is that the website may not be able to handle that that amount of data um, in a way that it makes it useful for people. So I, I'm still trying to figure all that shit out. But anyway, that was my weekend. That's exciting, though. We're going to have to pick a Wednesday. I'll switch yeah, and someone at the, at the bar so I can have a Wednesday off. And it's a restaurant. And so the the fun thing is that you can go there and let's say, you know, do dinner at six and karaoke starts at eight. So, you know, you can sit down or you can do dinner at seven and karaoke starts at eight. Hang around at the bar. So they have a bar. They have a dining room. The dining room has a stage. And then they have a private room. So if you wanted to, like, let's say, hire someone to do a private karaoke party, you could do that. Um, and it's a very, very nice venue. And and one of my favorite things, it's it's a <laughs> black-owned and operated venue, which is important to me because, you know, we have to support um, restaurants when they... F- newly open especially when it's a person of color trying to make it in a city that you know historically or you know has really not been too great to people of color in in new haven um but i'm excited about it i'm excited to work with the owner jason and his wife and uh his staff um but because it is a restaurant you know you have to wear your face coverings and stuff and so you know that's gonna be and for the most part, I, I try to put my face coverings when I'm in spaces, if I'm not drinking something or eating. But, you know, it's going to be an adjustment. I still can't believe we all got it. 
Like we went so long. I really didn't think we were going to get it. Well, we because we were. But now everyone has. We were a pod, right? We were a pod that all we were doing was just us seeing each other. We weren't seeing other people. We weren't engaging with other people. And then when they opened the borders, boom, here you go. And it was only a matter of time, but it was horrible. Don't wish it on anybody. Mm -hmm. So anyway, that's my exciting news. So, fun, fun. That's my exciting news. It was horrible. Yeah. Don't wish it upon anybody. Well, COVID, that is. But, you know, just just having an opportunity yeah, no. to work um, with yet another venue to do karaoke is fun. Um, Absolutely. And so it's a matter of... With all that know, free time you have, right? Right. <laughs> I mean, Especially with your city. I know. Oh, she's being nasty now. So, um, So I suppose we'll probably, you know talk a little bit about that as well so i decided to go back into um sim city which is like a little oh my god you're playing sims sim city (laughs) i can only imagine obsessed i can only imagine i am obsessed i kind of want to see it i'm building my my towns my cities where's my phone you can show Um, me later um and, and and so I've been spending like hours on this. Last and, week we're prepping for the show. And, and I'm literally and, like. And we hear ping, ping, ping. And he goes, bitch, are you playing Sims? <laughs> uh, it's called Sim City Build It. It's a free app. And and so, you know, you build your city and I build a river and all that good stuff. No, I don't want to talk about that. So, so yeah, and you build your houses. So, so these are all like old, like New England houses. And these are all Spanish style houses. And now I'm building like a. Like the French. Do you pay for this? No, this is free. Oh, okay. You can pay for I'm, certain items, but mm. no, I I wait. It's all free. <laughs> um, but it's fun. And so that's another one of my obsessions now. <laughs> As if I needed another one. That's anyway. really why we were starting t- about 12 minutes late. He said it was just difficulties. He was and building car. a French-style villa. I'm a car. Her. I'm a car. <laughs> she just sat here. She hasn't even been in that chair for 20 minutes. She's about to get cut. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I missed you though. I miss we missed you. you. Too. I've been we cut free for far too long. Yeah, and he also <laughs> told us that he might be able to come in in a couple of Mondays, even though while he's still in school, because you know, well, don't, we've got a don't couple quote of, him. Yeah, yeah, don't quote me. Yeah, <laughs> maybe I should put it on air. Maybe hold him to it. Hold his foot to the fire. Uh, anyway, so we've got some stuff that we've curated for you. Things that we wanted to talk about. Um, so, does anyone want to start first, or should I? Do you want to start, Trish? Uh no, but <laughs> of course not. <laughs> but I was I was just gonna say that I think that we haven't acknowledged um what today actually is. Mm-hmm. There we were, are a couple things going on today. We were gonna get into all of that. Okay, so uh, then take okay. it away. All right. So um obviously there has been no greater instance in history that demonstrates the power of words, the power of spoken word. And obviously today being Martin Luther King Jr. Day, or at least the observance of the man that uh, we speak of, it is important to recognize how powerful words are. And his I have a dream speech, um, you know, catapulted the civil rights movement to a, a a point in time in history that really allowed them to successfully have legislation passed that would secure the rights um, of black and brown people in the U S specifically black people um, for like the right to vote for the right to have, you know, be free of discrimination and, and be entitled to a lot of other things. And, you know, we can jumpstart 50 plus years and think about all the things that people have put in place uh, to systemically keep black people uh, in, in, in a certain category where they're not allowed to, to, to be more than 
just being a black person. And it's important to recognize that this man who marched peacefully uh, was a preacher, uh, a church, and led this revolution that allowed you know, us to really get one step closer. And we have a lot of work to do, but obviously one step closer to having um, equal civil rights for all Americans in this country. And there is no other better way to honor the, uh, you know, Dr. Martin Luther King than to recognize the fact that um, his words were powerful enough to, to change the course of the American uh, dream for most. And uh, it is incredible to, to think and reflect today on, on his message, his words and his life work. Mm -hmm. Uh, And beyond that, he was beyond progressive. Not not, when we look past um, the rights of people of color, we're talking about LGBT rights now. I mean, he had people on his staff, right. Um, that did identify as gay, specifically um, Bayard Reston. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, who was on his staff and was targeted several times. Also, the movement was targeted several times because Martin Luther King kept him as one of his right hands. Right. And he did a lot of the work uh, behind the scenes to, to organize and encourage people and, and bring people into the movement. Um, And there's so many great, you know, American heroes that we can talk about. We can talk about Rosa Parks. We can talk about the work of Coretta Scott King, which was um, his wife that, and all the great work that she did after to make sure that, that we maintained um, the legacy and the work of this man that with just words changed the world. Mm -hmm. And it is incredible. So um, for those who are celebrating, uh, you know, we observe today a great man that did great things and left the world a lot better than he um, came into it, and that is important to to acknowledge. Absolutely. And uh, that being said, you know we can probably jump into um, story that I wanted to cover today. There is a story that was posted on the Advocate that are that is highlighting uh, thirty six LGBTQ plus uh, movies and shows or programs that are coming up in twenty twenty two. And I will jump the list. I'm going to put a, this list on our web post tonight so that you guys can read, go through it and read it. But I want to you know jump go right straight to uh, Rustin, which is actually a biopic that's being made um, for the the late civil rights um, leader. Uh, Bayard Rustin, um, highlighting, you know, the fact that he was an LGBTQ plus, um, individual and being that, and also working as part of the civil rights movement in the, um, fifties and sixties. And so, um, the movie I'm trying to get, there it is. Uh, the movie, um, is slated to come out, I believe on Netflix and the actor Coleman Domingo, he's one of the, the uh, lead actors in fear of the walking dead. Um, an incredible actor, very dynamic and versatile, uh, has been tapped to play him. And I think it's going to be, it's going to be something that I'm going to look forward to on, on, on Netflix, but there's other things coming out, uh, too. There's another one here, which I'm sure Nick would love. There's, there's work coming out with Billy Porter is releasing something, uh, later this year. And, um, Sinead O'Connor has, a, a documentary series called nothing compares that's coming out this year as well. Um, and then there is uh, a Harry Styles and Emma Corrin st- uh, star in a period romance based on Beth and Robert's 2012 uh, novel of the same name about the love affair that would have been illegal, let alone legal in 1950s England. So I'm 
It's called My Policeman. So that would be interesting to see. Is this the actor that was in Harry Potter? Uh, excuse me. Sorry. The one with Dylan Sprouse? I can't tell. Oh, sorry. Kynion Lons- Lonsdale? I don't think no, so. I, I don't think so. He reminds me of... Of the actor, but probably not. But there's a, a lot of great um, things to look forward to uh, that are coming up. Um, Dylan Sprouse actually grew up to be a re- pretty good actor. He was in a couple of uh, good movies, like Five Feet Apart or something like that. That has to do with, uh, forget the disease that they have. And then he was just in one where he like terrorizes a teacher who gives him a B on a paper. I was like, oh. that sounds like something I would do. <laughs> oh, It's pretty good. I do recommend checking it out. He's he's pretty psychotic in it. Um yeah, um, and I just saw the other day that they're remaking Scream, and I think Scream was like number one on here. Right, and it's actually on the list as well because supposedly um, this, this fifth installment of the movie um, features LGBTQ plus representation, and I think that came out on the 14th, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, there's, there's a lot of really good stuff that I'm looking forward to, um, and also uh, Great Freedom, which uh, comes out March 4th, is set in post-war World War II Germany. Um, this Austrian drama follows Hans Hoffman, um, and who's imprisoned several times for being gay. And during this time in prison, shares an intimate relationship with Salmate. Um, and, and, you know, you start to think about some of the things that, um, you know, people were deprived of in, in that era, in that time, just simply for just being gay, Mm -hmm. where we take, you know, for in some way shape or form we take it for granted well i i love that they're bringing some of these historical stories um to the center stage like there's the one benediction which is a biopic about um a poet and a soldier falling in love during world war one we've talked about um love notes being sent between uh soldiers fighting in in world war one and world war two that went they never got to uh, experience their life together because they were in the closet, but they were sending letters to each other. And I like that we're bringing stories of people of our community that had to hide in the closet. Right. Um, we're bringing them to light now. Even the person, the guy who broke the Enigma code um, when they did the, what was that movie? Oh, I forget the one with um, Cumber, Cumberland. What's his last name? Cumberbatch? Yeah. He played um, the code breaker who broke the German Enigma code and he was gay and actually chemical chemically castrated by the British government. That's insane. That. Yeah. So it's, I mean, that's horrible that that happened obviously, but I like that we're bringing our producers and writers are bringing these stories um, and their love stories to light. Right. And then other like really popular, like we know that they're going to be like big blockbusters with queer representation too is, um, you know, the next installment of Thor love and thunder, uh, which comes out on July 8th, uh, features Tessa Thompson, which we now know is an openly, um, she's a lesbian playing the character of a lesbian on, on air. And she's also the queen. Now she's queen Valkyrie. Cause she was given Thor bestowed her as the, as the, as new, the new queen of, uh, mm-hmm. Asgard. Uh, new Asgard. Uh, new Asgard, yeah. Yeah. So I'm excited to see that one. Um, that'll be fun. Um, hopefully I can get to see that in the movies. And then there's a lot of really amazing Asian representation um in some of the films that are coming out as well. Everything everywhere all at once, which releases March twenty fifth, uh looks exciting and amazing. So I can't wait to see that. She's one of the actresses that actually played in uh Chang Chi, The Legend of the Ten Rings. Mm-hmm. And did an amazing job. And that's like really an amazing movie. If you haven't seen it, do it. 
Um, and that's pretty much it. There's about 30, a total of 36 new uh, films that are coming out. Mm-hmm. And again, we'll post this uh, link to the story on tonight's post so that you guys can have, um, so you all can have an opportunity to go through it and sort of kind of throw on your calendar something that you might you know, want to see or look the, forward to the one I was talking about. It's the imitation game um, about Alan Turing. Isn't uh, Benedict Cumberbatch? Isn't he? Is he gay? I don't think so. No. Oh, okay. Yeah. I know he's portrayed uh, gay characters before, including Alan Turing uh, right. in the imitation game. But that was the one I was talking about. Right. And then there's also um, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, which comes out. Oh, and he's six. in that too. There is a character that play uh, is going to be playing a lesbian superhero, um, American uh, Chavez, played by, oh God, I'm going <laughs> to. Yotil? Gomez? I'm not looking Because the X is silent? I don't know. Uh, but that that's in theaters May 6th. I'm looking forward to that because for me, Spider-Man, you know, the last Spider-Man was just like mind-blowing. And so um, that should be fun. So It's also uh, good to point out that it's very inclusive, these movies that are coming out. Not right. only is it just about, you know, two gay men. There are ones... Um, showing lesbians. They're showing uh, people of color and everything. So it's really right. hitting all all spectrums of um, our um, community. I'm sure there will be some bi and trans visibility as well in some right. of these movies because it really seems to be championing LGBTQ plus um, the community. Right. Yeah, I, and I, I just I, saw, I just saw um, if I'm not mistaken, it's Vixen by DC Comics. Mm-hmm. It's a cartoon, but they she's portrayed as a lesbian. Which is great. <clears throat> I mean, and they're doing a lot more of that representation within, you know, DC right. and and um, well, DC's been Marvel. behind a little bit, and so has Marvel. And I think they really like you know started with with Tessa Thompson was really one of those like first um, LGBTQ plus characters on a major blockbuster film franchise mm-hmm. like you know the MCU. But um, the important thing, I think Rachel Shadow, uh, who published this story for for the Advocate, did a really good job at like you said selecting different upcoming projects that are very diverse in casting and representation. But I think the most important thing that i take away with this is look how much yeah right stuff we have coming up that has and this focusing on our community can you imagine if we had this when we were growing up nope it would i mean it would have been amazing right it would have been a game changer and so you know we're going in the right direction to where this won't be a conversation anymore right like it's not it's not gonna be like oh did you see this movie they are showcasing they're showcasing lgbt uh people as characters no eventually just be we're just watching a movie now. Well, not to not to go back, but when we go back to Bayard Rustin, am I saying mm-hmm. that? He was actually awarded the Presidential Medal of Freedom by Obama. Right. Later I had on, no idea. Later on in, in his life. Yeah, yeah. that's amazing. No, no. He was passed away. He was gone at that point. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. He, was, he had died already, but he was given it. What do they call that? Posthumously? Yes. Yes. When they, they offer a medal to someone who's yeah. no, I'm proud of you. not here anymore. I know. I'm trying. You know, it's, I'm trying to read a little bit more, but you know, it's like some cities keep falling asleep out of my type. Yeah, I keep falling asleep. Every it's time like, we get an author, it's like that's your homework, Nick. <laughs> what do you call that when people are walking and they just fall asleep? Is narcolepsy? I think I have narcolepsy of reading, like reading narcolepsy. I start reading immediately, just get sleepy and just pass out. I've never. How do you read emails? It's, yeah, it's probably because he's angry all the time. Yeah. Right. As per yes. my previous email, yeah, right? Exactly. <laughs> Oh my God, there's a list of, of shit. Um, 
uh, of shit like that. Like what what certain things that we think are respectful mean in actual email language. Oh my god, do I have them in here? I know I do. And I crack up because then I like, oh my god, I do all? that. Yeah, right. I do this. <laughs> oh my god, I do that too. Oh my god, this is horrible. Yeah, it's. I think it's under my screenshots. Um, but as per my last email is one of them. Like, and I think that one means like you didn't read my last right. email, bitch. Mm-hmm. Go back and read it. Or this information was already discussed. One hundred percent. Yeah, exactly. Uh, or when um, you're in a meeting and then someone didn't read an email and everybody just looks. Yep. Like we're having a full conversation and they just stop and they're like, wait, what? What are we talking about? This yeah. email went out like two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, I didn't read it. I, I think you oh, might have responded is. to it. I got the list. Per my last email, you better reread the whole thing again so you won't ask stupid questions. That's what that means. <laughs> the other one is just checking in. Did you do your job? I'm going to keep sending you emails about this until you respond. (laughs) Sorry for being unclear. No, I wasn't. Obviously, you didn't read what I wrote, so you need to pay more attention. Okay. Um, The other one is as stated below. Mm -hmm. This one means you need to read the entire email chain, not just the top two lines, because your dumb question has already been answered. (laughs) Then there is... It has been brought to my attention, which means basically you fucked up. (laughs) And then there is hope this helps, which means just stop bothering me. (laughs) Uh, And then, of course, the very popular. Let me clarify. You completely misunderstood my last message, you idiot. Um, And then I see your point. You can express your opinion, but I give zero fucks. Right. That is exactly (laughs) what that one means. And then thanks in advance is I'm ready. I'm already thanking you for doing me uh, for doing me this favor, even though you haven't yet agreed to do it. Therefore, you must do it now. (laughs) And then there is uh, moving forward. Stop wasting my time and just let it go already. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Then kind regards. Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) And then that's it. That's Uh, all I have. Um, I will say, there is one thing I will say about emails. If you write me a book, and I'm saying like, a book, (laughs) you could have just called me. That could have been a two-minute phone conversation. Right. I don't know why people are so afraid to pick up the phone. When When I get an email like that, I will literally just pick up my phone. I'm like, okay, I'm not reading this. What's going on? <laughs> you know, I feel exactly the same way when I'm sending a message. If I see the shit's getting too long, call me. Yeah. I, I right. Cause I know it's gonna. Uh-huh. And, and then there's always that chance that is always almost 90% mm-hmm. that they're going to misinterpret what the fuck you're saying. Right. Anyway. 100%. Right. Let me break it down <laughs> for you. And intro line, say your name. Thank you for whatever it was, whatever, you know, doesn't matter if you want to put a personal note in, then maybe two to four sentences max, close out the email, they're add be- the attachment. If there's no attachment, then it's not important. They're going to be two or three long ass sentences with a lot of commas, apostrophes and everything. No, I just I can't I can't. I will comment like, shit listen, out of everything. Yeah. I just listen. Know. This is what I'm doing. It's headed your way. That's it. Here's my thing. It's like how long did you spend on that email? Oh God! Like literally, how how long did you take out of your day to write that email? Because I am not going to read the whole thing and spend the same amount of time and then respond. Right. Because right. normally it's probably like okay, yeah, that makes sense. I'm working on it. 
or, all right, great. Thank you for the information. I agree. I agree. But, you know, and I mean, if you tell me. There are a lot of people that are like, all right, this meeting could have been an email. That email could have been a phone call. <laughs> Right, I, there, there's it's a catch twenty two, you know. It's a, and also the, the um, when you think about email, a lot of it's left to um, interpretation, and yes. you can take someone's words and someone's style of writing and find it offensive, even though that that they didn't mean to be offensive. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's yeah, half ha- the time I'm like, oh, this bitch. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, um, but you know, it is what it is. Do we want to take a break? Yeah, might as well. Let's All right, so it. listen, we're gonna take a break, and uh, we'll be back. On the second half. Here we go. Well, ladies and gents, we're back from the break. Uh, ho- Did you miss us? We're here. We're queer. Get no, used they, to it. No, they didn't. So, um, uh, <laughs> I we still have four listeners. Yeah, we do. Surprisingly. Wow. Yeah, we gained one. <laughs> oh, we lost one. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It was Chris. He hasn't listened to the show in like six months. You know, I just can't get One, over the whole. One, two, three, four. Yeah, exactly right. But yeah, I just, I'm still butthurt about the uh, Mari- uh, Mariah Carey episode. So I just can't listen anymore. <laughs> Why are you going to bring that up? I haven't been slammed in, well, since you've been here. Right. It's been a long time since someone slammed you with an email, um, which, by the way, you can send it uh, to GayTalk2.0 <laughs> at GayTalk20.com. Yeah. Um, if you want to. If you want to slam any of us, you know, we're, we're receptive. Um, I want to go back to the MLK conversation really quick. Obviously, it's, you know, Martin Luther King uh, Jr. Day. Um, you had a quote that you just showed me. Can we read that quote? Because I think it's fantastic and amazing and awesome. You're not going to be able to find it, are you? I know I can. Okay. Um, because I just want to, you know, and, and then I, I want to ask, open up a round table after we read this quote and ask you a question if you don't mind. So go for it. Wait, do we mind? Are we- I haven't decided. I haven't heard the question yet. Okay. <laughs> All right. So the quote is, um, if you cannot do great things, I can, if I cannot do great things, I can do small things in a great way. Right. And I think that is just so incredible. And to think, um, you know, when people write and, and, and especially when they express what they write in such an amazing way, like there are amazing orators in history. And so the question that I have for the for the group here is who are or what is one of the who, who is one of the greatest orators um, that you've ever heard speak uh, in your time or in history? We'll start with you. Oh, my God. Damn, that's loaded. Yeah, that's like, um, oh, my and God. And the reason why I asked that question is I think Dr. Martin Luther King was an amazing orator. The man could speak words in a way that was just transformative. And so, but I know that there's been others. Has there? Have you ever heard anyone speak in a way that really, like, touched you and moved you? I can touch that if you need to think about it. Yeah. I do. So, and it's interesting because i had talked to you guys about the documentary and i'm actually happy you're asking this because now i can shed light on it um (laughs) there is a documentary on amazon i think it's called mayor pete i believe that's the name of it i think it is i think it is you're right so i watched it and we've talked about people to judge on the show since um you know when he first uh, put his threw his hat out there to be uh, to be a contender for the Democratic no- uh, nominee for the 2020 election, we have it right there. He and Chaston, and Chaston's a big part of Yay. it. Oh wait, I, I can't see it. Um, hold on. There he is. Yes. This is on the cover of Time, Time magazine, magazine when he was running for president. Well, uh, running for the for the nomination. Right. Excuse me. I 
absolutely recommend checking it out. Um, but the reason that for me, when I hear Pete speak, um, everything else around me just kind of shuts off. Like I'm just, he has a way with his words. He's so composed. He's so confident. Um, and he means what he's saying. Right. And that's, um, someone that I think of when you ask about, when you ask that question, he was, uh, well, of course, other than, uh, president Obama. Yeah. Yeah. That's of course. Uh, Absolutely. Um, but I just think, uh, Pete is someone that I kind of connect with. I don't know, just maybe because he's a little bit younger. Um, he's older or, or he's, um, in our community. So that's, Right, which is important, right? For the first time in our history, we had someone who's actively seeking the nomination who was a member of the LGBTQ plus community. Not only a member of that community, he also served in Afghanistan. He also, you know, it was many first. And and now he's our transportation secretary. Right, the first openly gay uh, cabinet member in American history. Well, there's also Rachel Levine, right? who they're both serving. They're both openly part of the LGBTQ mm-hmm. plus community. Rachel Levine is a transgender woman and people who right, right. openly gay man mm-hmm. uh, who now has a family, which is amazing. Um, I've heard really good reviews about the, um, the documentary, but I haven't seen it. I, so I, I went between laughing. I went from, there were times where I was crying cause they obviously, uh, they obviously show some of the discrimination that was going on while mm-hmm. he was running for president, like people picketing outside of um, polling stations um, saying that, you know, remember Sodom and Gomorrah kind of stuff. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. It, it got it. There are some points where it definitely was emotional um, and hit hard, but it was so cool to see behind the scenes of it was the documentary was shot while he was um, just starting his campaign. Right. And just, it's so real, like sitting there and seeing Pete sit there and his like campaign manager, this woman, I don't remember her name, but she's like, no, you really got to stop fucking doing this stuff. Like, it's super real. Like it's right. everyday life. I mean, I think I even heard him say the F word a couple of times. Um, right. And Chaston is super involved as well. But again, I'm not turning it just to the documentary, but that is who came to mind. Someone who I connect with. Um Pete Buttigieg, I think, is an incredible right. speaker. And he means not everything. only is he an incredible speaker, he's also very quick and, and witty. Yes. He will come back and shut it down in a way that I haven't seen someone do in a very long time. And he's composed in his in his face. Um, you can see that. Like he, right. he's a little stiff. What? <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. He's not, yeah. Because he, he, he is. He I, is. I, he's lacking inflection. And in, in, so his ability to shut things down with data, with facts, mm-hmm. is very fast. But the way he does it, it's, it's, it, it lacks a lot of inflection. But the way he, the, what I was more getting at is if, he, so thinking back on the debate stage, when he is openly attacked, his face is just sitting there like, okay, come on, keep coming at me. Keep coming at right. me. I'm going to come right back. And like, I, he holds I, it. He holds I it. I feel like his neurons are firing at 100,000%. He's already crafting what it is that he's going to say because he's that gifted. Mm. He's really, truly amazing uh, in coming back. I've seen him shut down people on some of these new shows, and I'm like, oh, my God, he's mm-hmm. just amazing. Mm-hmm. He truly is. Yeah. What about you, Trish? Um, so off the top of my head... I think about the show and I think about us and I think about the fact that we don't shut up, <laughs> <laughs> but we're not great orators. No, I mean, we've I got mean, a good we message. Can be. We, can we can be. be. I've um, had my moments, but we talk over each other all, all the time. And I remember this one time that we had a show in band camp no. with a loke 
Oh, oh my, my god. god. That yes. was a live show too. Yes. It was a live show, um, episode eighty nine. You can still get it on the website where we sat there quiet for pretty for much the entire interview. Right. Uh-huh. And we didn't know what to say or how to pivot questions like we right. normally do. We were just like, Holy just shit. keep talking. Right. Like yep. they were amazing. They so were amazing. they identify as they, them. And, you know, we were trying to work through and after five years, we better be good at pronouns for, for, sake uh, but they were amazing mm-hmm. um mind-blowing some some of the things that they were talking about was just incredible and it actually just shifted the Jonathan, way we so jonathan van ness from queer eye mm-hmm. he's starting his own show and there i think is a whole episode with him and alok really yeah that's incredible i would love to see that absolutely um you know and and when you think about alok was just or, sorry the, them and alok right. non-binary so, the, so them and, and Alok, uh, they're just, they were just incredible. And if you have an opportunity to go on YouTube or even listen to our episode, um, when we had an opportunity to sit down with this incredible human being, um, take a listen, because I think it would really shed a lot of light into a lot of different things that are seen outside of the normal box that people box you into, whether you're he, him or, um, and it's just mind blowing. Another one. Um, now that we're, you brought it to the show that, um, really shut us up. Uh, Linda stay. Oh Oh, yeah. 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 I don't, I don't remember getting it many words out throughout no. that episode once she joined us. Right. Yeah. Would, all I kept thinking was just cry, mm. cry, um, you know, and just a quick recap. You can also, you know, go and use a search feature, type in Linda stay and you're going to get a very, very personal episode. You're talking about someone who was part of the Mormon church for many mm-hmm. years. She, she was episode 69. 69 out of all episodes. 2017. Oh, my God. Yeah. So Linda Stay was a member of the Mormon church. Linda Stay was conflicted. You know, she has a son who's gay, a daughter who's a lesbian. I mean, when you think about someone who, you know, just got things thrown at her in every direction... Um, and pivoted and made one of the most amazing transformations in 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 life is this woman. Mm-hmm. You know, this woman battled cancer. This woman went against her faith to support her children. Um, you know, years later, we had her daughter, Amanda Barrick, on the show, mm-hmm. um, showcasing a lot of her music, uh, which we've done in, in previous episodes. Uh, also joined an amazing organization called Mama Dragons. Mm-hmm. That's right, Absolutely. which is an organization of former Mormon um, faith women who team together to support their LGBTQ plus children. It is incredible. The woman wa- was amazing. I, I, I would I call her an amazing orator, no, but a good storyteller. She really sucks you in, and her life story really truly is. Um, it should be a movie, and it really should be. I think it's an a perfect example of if you can't do great things, do small things in a great way. Right. Yeah. Which oh, is wow. She, yeah, Chris. Oh, oh I am yay. proud of you. Brought it back to that. <laughs> what about you, Jay? Great orators. Uh, could be anyone. It could, it could be anyone. I, I'm cheesy, but it's something I grew up with. Stan Lee. Stanley, Stanley, and his wasn't he the creator of like the Marvel Cinematic the, no, Universe? DC, DC. Oh, go. Yeah, well, Marvel. <laughs> no hate but, mail, yeah. please. No, no hate mail. <laughs> but Stanley, the number one thing, Spider Man with right. great powers, 
come great, great responsibilities. responsibilities. And right. even, you know, just as an adult, you still see that, you mm-hmm. know, you see that in your life. You see that, you know, with friends, you see that with people that you meet because you, you don't know where you were, where you're at or where this other person may be mm-hmm. at. Right. Uh, so just cause you're doing good doesn't mean everybody else is. Right. And I think it's just a matter of being mindful, you know? And, and I think that's always stuck with me. Yep. And I think also it's really kind of interesting when you bring that up is when you think about great orators or MLK, um, it's also about, you know, them being leaders, right? right? And being a leader, you find yourself in positions of power. And with great power comes great responsibility, right? A lot of people do not embrace that correctly. A lot of leaders, you'll find yourselves in situations throughout life where you have somebody who is supposed to be lead- leading you or being a leader, and they're not doing the right job, right. or they're not really supporting people. In my experience, if you're a good leader, you see the talent, the talent in your team or the people around you and you uplift that talent. You see the weakness in them or their the the strengths that they need to work on and you highlight that and help them grow. Right. And I think that's important, right? So one of the great char- characteristics of a great a great leader is to empower those that work for you or with you. Mm-hmm. Because when you do that, your life becomes a lot easier. If you're a great leader, people want to work for right. you. They want to bolster you. They want right. to bolster your vision. If you're a bad leader, you're never going to get good people. Right. It's like they say, you never quit your job, you quit your boss. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's, and, you it's, know, it's, uh, good luck, everybody. 110%. <laughs> you're working for Trish now. Good luck. Uh, she's the D. Spoken like a true D. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, all right. Go, girl. So, for me, um, w- one of the greatest orators of my time, obviously, Martin Luther King, Dr. Martin Luther King, or Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King, was an amazing speaker. And, like I said, with words, he was able to change the world. Um, but in in my in my time, I think Barack Obama for me was one of the most transformative speakers that I've seen in a very long time outside of MLK. And the reason why I say that is because when he was elected president, the first black American president ever in 2008 and he walked onto that stage on the south side of Chicago where he worked with the people and where he was a local leader when he spoke and the message that he evoked in that acceptance speech and the fact that he had won the presidency forever changed my life Mm -hmm. it was a, a a revelation to see this man speak in such a way. And I know that, you know, it takes a lot of preparation and, and a lot of like, you know, what do they call those prompters and blah, 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 so that you don't forget what you want to talk about, but his ability to put words to, to spoken word and, and speak them are just incredible. And I am forever fascinated uh, with him as a person, with him as a president, with him as a human, but most importantly with him and his ability to put words in a way that is just incredible. So that's it for me. And and then the other one I, I, I wanted to bring up, too, is um, the TED Talk that you talked about. You know, I was thinking about bringing that right. up. I think that I think that that's something that it has impacted because you have never forgotten it ever since we discovered that TED Talk, even in Well, in it really resonated with me. Right. And yeah. so I, I think that that's also powerful, too. That's part of the 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 ability to to tell a story and, and send a message is the, making people not only believe it, 
but understand it and remember it, mm-hmm. which is truly important. Yeah, 100%. So, hmm. interesting. It was a great TED Talk. Yes, it was. It really was. <laughs> <laughs> she still believes it's true and you know i'm not doubting so <laughs> so that, that felt kind of fake but i'm not, no. gonna, I'm not gonna listen to it i'll take your word no 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 we listened to the, uh, the whole thing here in studio actually Several and, and i think times. that um you know it is a very inc- incredible theory you know um because i believe as a gay man and I'm sure that all of you uh, in your capacities, wherever you fall within the spectrum of the LGBTQ plus community, uh, believe that we're here for a reason. And sometimes, um, you know, nurturing other people is part of that reason and being um, someone that, you know, can can bind and bring people together. Which yeah, was the I, whole premise of that TED Talk. Mm-hmm. There is there is that 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 whole what is it? A, um, six degrees of separation. It always kind of falls Explain. into plane. Well, normally you'll you'll have people that you will meet that somehow are friends with people you already know. Right. So there's that six degrees of separation. Is like I wouldn't have met Chris or Nick if it wasn't through you. Right. right? Mm-hmm. But they also know people that I know. Right. Besides you, you know, they know Jose. They know you know they know Jackie. So you still have those connections that saying that at some point we were destined to meet right whether it be through you or it be through jackie or it be through jose at some point that connection was going to happen right so you always you know depends who you're with where you're at what you're doing at the time you know it, there's always that that continuity right so, and that's an amazing thing to see, but it's also be very dangerous, especially around COVID. Yes. Because boom, 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 we <laughs> well, hit that, each that other, was... you hit 25 more people, 25 people Absolutely. hit 25 more people, and before you know it, you just got a whole fucking well, outbreak. That's just what happened recently. Yeah, I pretty mean. much. We all got smacked with the same thing. I'm yeah. trying to find something like funny that I can share, but I can't find it on my phone, and it's making me crazy. Isn't that horrible? So you run into it all the time when you're looking, when you're not looking for it, and then when you need it, it's like where the fuck it is, and you're like, it was so <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. I know, um, but you know, it's here. So that's incredible. So thank you for that conversation. I think that was very enlightening. Um, you know, now I know. It's all about Pete. I know that for you, you know, you've got your individuals that you you list that, you know, that you think of um, as great orators. You obviously, you know, have yours and I have mine. And I would like to task our listeners to to really think back and find someone that in some way, shape or form changed who you are, your thought process, what you believe in through words, because I think that reflection is important in realizing how we've gone from what we were to who we are today. Yeah. And I think you also, you know, it's uh, also good to think outside of the box. I mean, right. just cause we're saying orator doesn't mean necessarily someone that has done a speech could be an actor, could be an right. actor. Could Anyone be a, can do a speech. Could be a singer. It's gotta be but a good speech. Yeah. But it's the message at right. the end of the day is the message they're portraying and how it impacts you right. and how it makes you feel. So it could be in the form of song and dance. Yeah, you know it could. I so, mean, it, it's all left to interpretation. Yeah. Um, but you know, I I challenge you to reflect on some of the things that you've heard over the past decade, and at least maybe go five years. Let's just say five, and see what you come up with. You'll rediscover a lot of things that you thought, um, that you either thought of in a different way, and you see it a completely different way today. So interesting. 
All right. Well, Trish, have you found what you're looking for? Yeah. <laughs> Your dignity? No, that's gone. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's been gone for a while. Hello? Yeah, before the show started. And pretty much. And so, she's going to get cut. <laughs> so while she's looking, uh, Chris, uh, what are your plans? Um, what's your, your, the rest of your school year looking like? When when can we think about seeing you next uh, sitting in one of those two chairs? Well, I know that on Monday, um, one of my independent. So Monday is my independent study, um, but we don't have to meet all the time. So I'm pretty positive I'm going to be writing a book this semester. So I'm going to be busy. Obviously, are you going to be published? I mean, I think that's pretty much what I don't know about published, but like that's pretty much what the point of the history senior history senior seminar is as all history majors as a senior needs to take this and you have to it's all research based so i'm going to be spending time in archives getting access to archives and um, i'm going to be doing research with how my hometown of windsor locks um through heavy irish influence um was able to open new england to international trade with nice by building the canal um so i'm gonna be doing a lot of research on that so i'll probably be writing a book um, but I'll have, should have some Mondays available as long as it's not too crazy, but I am um, taking five classes. I'm doing that, uh, colonial and revolution, America, Asian history. The one I was telling you guys about where I'm going to be working with, uh, NEPM, new, new England public media, and then, uh, legal procedures. I'm taking some more law classes. I feel with the, uh, new England, new England public media one, uh, you, you've gotten a head start, right? Because you're going to be interviewing right. someone. Um, and I think that your experience on the show will facilitate the fact that, you know, you know how we do, you I'm, know how we prepare. Right. Uh, so I, and, from what I heard, they're going to, the beginning of the class is going to be heavily focused on journalism and interviewing skills. And I'm definitely going to use things that I've learned from you and Trish, um, we're horrible. Don't do not yeah, use us yeah. as a reference. I think, I think you guys have led some pretty great interviews right. um, where there are times where I've kind of sat back and just really listened. But I'm definitely going to use. Um, I do agree with you. I'm going to use my experience with gay talk uh, and take it there. And I think right. that will. She's not going to do anything we do here. Right. <laughs> probably, probably, for probably, <laughs> probably for the best. Probably for the best. In all honesty, but <laughs> yes, that uh, I, that's so. That's what I have coming up. That's what I have coming up. It's going to be a busy, busy one. Right. I think cool. I need to call it quits on this. Oh, Son I forgot you're bitch. still looking for that. All right. Yeah, so no. maybe I won't use what I learned from Trish. Um, <laughs> I'm not interviewing somebody right now. I'm trying to find something. Right. Funny, no, I'm just like, talking about, you know, like it's best to, you know, be prepared when you're right. on air. Well, I wasn't. Right. I mean, Ooh, <laughs> dig. I, well, we didn't, didn't even know so that we were going to be looking for this in her defense. Stop attra- attacking my Trish. Uh, but it's been will, so long. I know. I will cut you both. <laughs> um, no, but, but I think that, you know, if, you plan to interview someone, you know, uh, unless it's me and you're asking me to read a book and then interview now, like, yeah, because you know, micronaps, right? Um, that's kind of hard. Um, for, but for the most part, if if you're interviewing someone, I think you really need to one ask permission. May I research you? May I, you know, look into things? And then once you've gotten everything you needed to access come up with a list of questions. And I believe, and, and, and although journalists disagree, um, I think it is respectful for you to submit questions ahead of time so that someone is prepared and they're not caught off guard uh, discussing things um, that maybe they don't want to touch on something that might be too sensitive, something that might be, um, you know, off, off. You just don't ask. Right. 
um, uh, which will avoid you running into situations like, for example, Katie Couric, when she interviewed, you know, two transgender women and kept asking her, well, what was your name when you were a boy? Things like that. You don't ask transgender individuals what their dead name is, right? Clearly, we had that opportunity to to really connect with that when we had Tony Foriolo on the show. And, you know, he was just incredible in the sense that he really made it clear that it's not something appropriate that you should ask someone who has transitioned, mm-hmm. right? And knowing those things and, and allowing the interviewee an opportunity to review those questions gives you a really... Um, amazing opportunity to set up an amazing conversation that's respectful and that you can get the most out of. And so mm-hmm. I, I, I think that just, those are things that you should do. Did you I find, can't it? find it? Okay. Well, so anyway, we tried, it's um, okay. we're coming up to the end of our journey here today on gay talk with all four uh, members on table. Well, we're still missing Elsie. We're trying to get her to leave her a house. It's just not working. <laughs> Um, but we have one more story and of we course do. we have to talk about this cause we're ending and ending things on an amazing note. So I'm going to toss it over to Trish. Do you want more live? No, no, you good. All right. All right. So, I mean, today is a big day. Uh-huh. It's Martin Luther King day. Uh huh. It's 100 years for Betty White. That's right. God rest her soul. May she rest. But also today is the anniversary of our gay penguin power couple and is this yes Sven? this is sven and magic yeah <laughs> i think we, i think this this was a representation of sven and magic that was done by mama kim she likes to do these little felt um animals and she sends them to us they're amazing look at that so sven and magic as we know they are our gay penguin power couple but they are now celebrating their Third anniversary. Oh, Aww. God. That and relationship has lasted an anything longer than anything I've had. <laughs> <laughs> Not only are they together for three years, but the male couple has had the opportunity to hatch not one, but two penguin eggs. Yes. And they grew up. They grew up. And one of them is in the process of having their own baby. Yes! Oh my God, that's amazing. Um, So, you know, there's a thing with gay penguins on the show, gay animals, period. Uh, Anytime we come across updates or a story that uh, talks about representation of our community in nature, it is important to bring focus to that because it just reinforces the notion that there is nothing wrong with us. We are who we are meant to be, and y'all just need to fuck off. Yep. And penguins will prove it. Yes. (laughs) So the last thing I want to say is that along with Sven and Magic, there have also been Thelma and Louise, two lesbian penguins, raising a chick in New England. Uh, Was was this the one that stole the egg? Uh, Weren't they the couple that stole the egg? And they were like, I'll give it back. I mean, it was a lesbian couple, so maybe. (laughs) (laughs) And that was in the New Zealand Zoo. And then we had Eduardo and Rio, um, the surrogate penguin dads in San Francisco. And then Inca and Rias, a pair of gentoo penguins, parents at the Madrid Fayuna Park Zoo. So it probably was Thelma and Louise. I mean, their names are Thelma and Louise. If anyone's going to be responsible for thieving, it would be them. Right. But I kind of feel like that story, like that movie took a hard, like, holy shit, this ended this way kind of thing. And that's not how our penguins ended up. You know, it might have been that they stole it, but um, allegedly. 
Hold on, I'm I'm taking a look. I do love that it's saying that at the bottom of the article, some zoos have even started celebrating their same-sex penguin couples in a way to gain public interest, like the London Zoo, which had uh, their gay penguins celebrate 2020 Pride, and the uh, Haythrop Zoo in Oxfordshire helped throw a lavish English countryside wedding for the same-sex couple. That's awesome. Ferrari and Pringle. Can you imagine if they got them all together and said, you're marching at the Pride Parade in New York City. Oh, my God. And they have them on a float with ice and stuff. And they're just like, you know, waving to people. That would be amazing. I would love it. I also love the names that they're all getting, like Ferrari and Pringle. Pringle is such a cute name. It is. I would name a doggy Pringle. Come here, Pringle. Aww. Pringle, let me eat you. We love our gay penguins. Here. Yeah, I know. I don't know which one stole the egg, though. Yeah, I, I think it was Sven and Magic, to be honest. Yeah, I thought it was two guys. Yeah, no, because yeah. Sven and Magic were trying to, like, incubate a rock. A rock. And then they started trying to take actual <laughs> eggs, and they're like, maybe we should give them one. And then that's what happened. And the newest one is Clancy, their son. Oh, Clancy. Oh. Got Laura and Clancy. <laughs> well, that's just absolutely wonderful. Why are people calling me from 800 numbers? I don't pick up numbers that are not part of my phone book. Oh, my God. You guys have me dying when it was a COVID test, but it was like, we've been trying to reach you about your auto policy or whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> your warranty. So true. Because I get some phone calls like crazy lately. So I sent the group. We have a group chat that we're a part of, and I sent the group a copy of a COVID test. It's just like a picture of like the test with the two lines. And if you focus in really close on the pink line it's written in the pink line we have been trying to reach you about your your car insurance or your your auto warranty stuff yeah. in in letters in pink letters it was hilarious i died so much because i'm it, they're not kidding if i were to ever buy a test and i look closely and those words show up i'll be dead <laughs> it'll be the end of life it's right here yeah we've been trying to reach you about your car's extended warranty yeah <laughs> I get about two of those calls every day. All right. Well, I think this has been an amazing show and um, we had a a lot of really good uh, conversation. It's great to have you back in in studio, Chris. It was fun. It was was all right. Yeah, I'll be back in another six months. Yeah. Lord have mercy. All We're right. Good, so so I, we don't have to haul that chair down next yeah. week. I know. Well, she probably will be. So oh somebody's going to have to bring it up. All right. Well, um, I'm going to toss it over to Trish because we've got uh, Mama Kim's Minute. Let me oh. give her her love. And then we're going to bring it home. Thank you. All right. Here's Mama Kim's Minute, everybody. Number one, hate group marches from Maine to New Hampshire to protest a drag queen performing in an empty theater. What? Fuck her. Fuck that. Also, it's like Fuck really that. cold. Like, seriously. Good luck. Freeze your balls off. Yeah, let them freeze. Mm-hmm. Was this recently? Uh-huh. Oh, God. All right. It was like 11 yesterday, day before yesterday. Yeah. Well, you know, I hope they suffered. Number two, <laughs> same-sex marriage is finally official, officially legal in New Jersey. I don't get that. So, so would they welcome update their aboard, Jersey. What the right. fuck? Did the, they just like the, update their constitution? The state, yeah, yeah, the specific state updated their constitution. Okay, so, right. yes, it's still legal nationwide. nationwide. Right, okay. But, yeah. but they officially updated mm-hmm. it. Okay. Right. Well, good for you, New Jersey. Welcome to 2022. And I'm going to say his name wrong, but number three, Carl Nasbib. Nasib Nasib yeah. becomes the first out player to participate in an in a NFL postseason game. Yeah, oh, sorry, you better work, yeah. Carl. Yeah. 
Awesome. All right. Well, I'm going to toss this one over to whoever wants to grab it on this side of the table on this day in gay history. I'll be our resident historian for the day again then. Thank you. That was nice of you. I missed this one. (laughs) (laughs) So on this day in gay history, uh, January 17th, 1999 in Georgia, unfortunately, Robert Eads uh, had passed away from ovarian cancer. More than two dozen doctors had refused to treat Eads a trans man on the grounds that taking him on as a patient might harm their practice. Um, his story uh, really became popular and was documented in the film Southern Comforts. Right. And to think 16 years later, we had marriage equality. Mm-hmm. Crazy. It's, it's crazy. All right. Well, ladies and gents, thank you so much for joining us on today's show. If you love the show, make sure that you go subscribe, rate, rate and review on your favorite podcasting service. By doing so, you subscribe and get the latest of our latest and greatest of our show delivered right to your device or web browser as soon as our episodes are published. You can also support us on Patreon, which allows you, our listeners, to uh, support the show with a monetary donation. Those we connect uh, collect monthly and can be in any denomination of a dollar or more. Um, and then now, no raping. Thank you, thank you, thank you for Chris Mattoon Chris showing Mattoon. up at the studio. <laughs> I did it! Even though we put the baby in the corner, we still love her. <laughs> and they were watching my location the entire time. Oh yeah, I got the phone call at 3.30, I got the medical... <laughs> I will say this, classic Chris was like, yeah, you know, I'm getting ready now. 4.15 hits. Chris, get on the road. I'm about to head out. <laughs> I was like, oh, she's in Middletown. Oh, she's in Berlin. Oh, she's closer. She's in, <laughs> she's in, she's in Wallingford now. Oh. I will say, she's moving. it went back to kind of COVID traffic. I had a feeling with everyone sick or business, right. it didn't. I, well, it was a holiday today, too. Right. Yeah. That's a good point. People weren't at work. Yeah. Right. So I was the, like, the I got roads. here in no time today. Yeah. <laughs> so leave before four, girl. Well, I, the original plan was to leave at three o'clock, but then I saw a squirrel and I got hungry and there were shadows <laughs> and shiny objects. Right. She got bit by a dog. That was the other objects. day. Yeah. So, <laughs> oh my God. Shit happens. That's actually true though. <laughs> <laughs> which, which I'm not surprised. Um, you know, she is hairy, so they could have mistaken her for another feline, uh, you know. A canine? Canine. Feline. Canine. Yeah. Species are Can- hard. Yeti. Yeti. Species are yeah. Yeti. <laughs> if, we, if we don't talk about penguins, then you know everything else is just blurred to me. So anyway, uh, and now here's Nick on our weekly reminder for all of you bottoms out there who want to keep their buttholes on point. Yes, we are talking about future method. So Trish, tell us about your product. Thank you. It's not my product. But get the future method today. Each time you clean out with water or enemas, delicate tissues are harmed and cells are damaged, increasing chances of injury and or STDs. The first of its kind doctor-developed formula gently cleanses before you play without hurting your bum, Chris. Visit futuremethod.com to purchase your life-changing bum cleanser today. (sighs) All right. Thank you so much, Trash. So informative. Now we're throwing it over to uh, who? I'm going to do it. It's been so long. I'm not sure, but I think I remember how to put a rubber on it. What? Put a dildo on it. (laughs) Why not? Okay. You can sit on it. Okay. But just to be extra safe, let's put a rubber on that dildo. Um, I would say so. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, and in between and Charles, our show is available on our website, (laughs) gaytalk20.com under audio podcast. It is also available as a free download on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher Radio. Jay, why don't you take this? You can find us on social media. Facebook at Gay Talk 2.0. Instagram at Gay Talk 2.0. Twitter at Gay Talk 20. 
and email us at gaytalk2.0 at gaytalk20.com. Yes, yeah. Queen. Yeah. Trish. Uh, if, if you need to reach out to us, just head over to our website and click on the Contact Us tab on the top of your browser. Then you can leave comments, suggest topics. Su- suge- so how do you say it? Submit. No. Suggestions. 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 Submit a question for the cast or an individual host and much more. You can also call us and leave a message on our voicemail, which we can answer your question on our show, just call 334-GAY-TALK. The numbers, if you need them, 334-429-8255. Tom, close it out. Don't forget that we do stream live every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and you can access that live stream by visiting digitalstreamradio.com. And with that, ladies and gents, that is our show. Thank you, and y'all have a good night. Bye! Bye.